0: The Accelerated MBA program utilizes the world-class full-time Ivy faculty members. These professors ensure that you receive an integrated learning experience across the entire program. In addition to advanced research and best practices, Ivy professors bring extensive experience and strong interest in practical, pragmatic management to the classroom. Today's In Conversation with Ivy's Accelerated MBA guest is Kanina Blanchard. And at Ivy, Kanina is the Assistant Professor Management, Communication, and, and General Management, the Ivy Academic Director for the SEMS Alliance, the Ivy Academy Program Director for Ivy Leadership Communications and Executive Presence, Leadership at its Best. And most relevant to this conversation, Kanina has been responsible for the accelerated MBA course, Influence and Persuasion, since the program was launched in November of 2019. Team. Kanina, thank you for joining us today as the first faculty member on the podcast. Oh, well, I'm thrilled to be here. Um, I guess I can start by saying is there anything else we can add about you that that, you know, I didn't capture in in that little introduction of what your titles are at Ivy? Well,
1: I don't think the titles matter as much as the passion. And I think that's one of the things that Ivy professors bring to the classroom is that we're passionate about not only what we're teaching, but about helping the students become, become what they're hoping to be. And that's education that's not just founded in textbook, but it's grounded in lived experience. It's grounded in being able to uh, help them open themselves to explore new ways of doing things, new ways of thinking, new ways of engaging that will hopefully help them uh, reach the uh, objectives that they have.
0: That's that's really why I've been looking forward to this conversation, um, because I know personally, I absolutely adore the conversations that we have uh, whenever you're in Toronto for the AMBA classes or if I'm in London, and and I always leave the conversations feeling so energized, um, pretty much for those reasons that you just uh, hit on. Before we jump into talking about the program, I guess then, uh, just to add to what you were just saying about kind of the experience that you bring together, is there anything that you engaged with recently that you've been reading or listening to on podcasts that that you think would be of interest to anyone who's listening today?
1: Well, I think one of the things that really amazes me is that regardless of the age group or the program at Ivy, um, we really live in very, I guess we could use the word VUCA. It's not a new term, but I think it continues to be so relevant, very volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous times that I speak to so many individuals, let's say between ages 18 and and 70, that are um, struggling, that are trying to figure out, you know, how do I keep this pace up? How do I continue to grow uh, while I still try to uh, have some level of balance in my life? And so I think that that has become one of the topics that, Again, although not new, post-pandemic, I think that it's taken on a new res- uh, resonance. So, topics of mental health, topics of how to stay present within uh, both your professional sphere and your personal sphere. So, that's an area where I think myself and a lot of us that that do the kind of work that I do are are focusing in terms of reading and in terms of uh, you know trying to help our students. Uh, really explore. Let's not hide that as a topic. Let's that really bring that to the fore. Because what we know is that when people are feeling strong about themselves, when they're feeling confident, um, it translates. If you're feeling confident in your personal life, it translates to the workplace and vice versa. Uh, So, you know, literature and and reading around mindfulness, uh, around topics of of confidence and self-esteem. That really seems to be an important area. And then I'm going to give kudos to you, actually, Nicholas. Um, I have been loving reading more about nonviolent communication, which is a a topic that you brought to my attention. And I have been uh, uh, reading a lot uh, about that in practice at work, but also, again, tying it Back to our personal lives, feeling more confident that the way we're speaking is one that enhances collaboration and engagement and doesn't push people away. Um, I think it's really, really vital. So those are some of the areas that I'm interested in and exploring. And finally, um, you know, my work is in the sphere of responsible leadership. And that's where my PhD is, and that's where my research is. So I'm I'm always really looking for readings and research and work that's being done in that space as well
0: there's there's a new show on on one of the streaming platforms that everything you just said reminded me of i've only seen the first episode of it but it's called shrinking and it's with um it's with i believe harrison it's harrison ford and uh jason siegel's in it and uh i've only seen the first episode on it but it it definitely uh capture some of the essence of, of everything you just hit on. So oh my goodness, uh, it, it's from the creators of Ted Lasso, the writers who created Ted Lasso. So oh, wow. uh, uh, lots of kind of uh, uh you know exploring uh, meaning in one's life and and what happens when you don't have it and what happens when you do, I guess. so
1: well if I can build on that, um, you know, one of the the podcasts that I really like is from NPR and it's called Hidden Brain. Have you ever heard of that one?
0: I have not not yet.
1: Yeah, take a look at that. It is uh, really well done. Um, The gentleman who uh, who hosts that is, uh, you know, really quite brilliant and uh, in the field of medicine and research and and uh, I really enjoy I really enjoy that podcast.
0: Great. Well, thanks for sharing those as as a bit of insight into you before we talk about the program itself. Um, we are currently in, in the fourth cohort of Accelerated MBA students, if you can believe that. Um, uh, it started what seems to be a long time ago, just before the pandemic, and uh, and has survived quite well and, and is quite strong to date, uh, but it's still relatively a new program. So I'm curious to hear, how do you describe the Accelerated MBA program? And I and the type of individual who would pursue it.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think well, the accelerated MBA was really quite prescient, wasn't it? Because we were in the middle of our first cohort, um, and uh, off we go into something called COVID. And uh, I think it was uh, quite quite an experience. But it's because we had engaged and and the people who envisaged us putting that together um, really helped us and I think helped a lot of us that were involved switch very quickly to uh, virtual and hybrid learning. And I think that the individuals, I guess the first word I would use um, is is courageous. I would say driven. And I would go back to that world word passionate because there's a passion amongst the accelerated MBAs because, you know, these are individuals who have a background in business and they're choosing to work and engage in this program. And uh, it's a tough program. I mean, I think as you talk to the students, I mean, Ivy is known for creating boot camps. And I think uh, AMBA in many ways is a boot camp, but I think its power is in the fact that we've got individuals who have been working for some years with an understanding of business, but they're ready to accelerate their journey while they're working, which really allows them to put into practice, not just in the classroom, but in the world of work, the things that they are learning, whether it's quantitative or qualitative, whether it's Uh, how they show up, um, or how they can help others in teams. And so uh, the word accelerated, I think, is an important one in the program because uh, it it really does accelerate the learning because it is implementable right away.
0: That's great. And, And that program model is quite unique. It's asynchronous learning, and that's sometimes hard to conceptualize with the case method approach to instruction as well. Um, But it's a hybrid model that really allows you to kind of maximize that time in the classroom on the weekends when you're kind of three days a month, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just come in (laughs) prepared for for your performance that you have to do and make sure that everything's ready to go.
1: Well, I think the other part of it is, and, and I think most people don't understand it until they're in it, is that it's not as if. Um, there's stuff that you watch and do all by yourself and there's no engagement. I mean, I think uh, most of us as as professors are watching the work as it's being done online. We have office hours, we we engage uh, in between the times that we're in the classroom, even before our programs start. You know, we're eager to um, help the students learn, learn about business, learn about our areas of expertise, but also learn about what it means uh, to be leaders growing. And so it, it's uh while there is the asynchronous part of it, it's not like we're disconnected. And I think that's one of the magic pieces of this program is that there is a, a constant sense of touch before, during, and even after. And I think that's one of the things that I enjoy the most is. Hearing as the, as, as I'm not teaching a certain cohort, um, you know, getting those emails, uh, just, uh, a couple of, uh, weeks ago, I had, uh, some students from two years ago that were looking at new jobs and they reached back out and we were on the phone or on a, a video call, what, what, uh, whatever we could put together. And that's a real joy is to see these individuals continuously grow and, and have that high touch.
0: Yeah, that's you know one of the one of the things with the program being so young, we don't have a lot of that kind of alumni tracking, and but we have two graduated classes that that are beyond six months of finishing the program, um, and we know that that four out of five students have been through the program to date um, have had a career shift in the direction that they want to be going or promotion on the same career track, either in program during the accelerated MBA program or within six months of the program finishing. So uh, it's just truly amazing to see the program kind of having the outcomes that that it's been designed to do as well, too, because of uh, faculty members like yourself supporting everyone through it.
1: Well, it's a great team, right? It's a great team. And I think um, there's a lot of uh, work that has been done and we adapt over the years to kind of curate uh, the program and the pulsing, and so there's, you know, uh, hopefully a really positive blend between the quantitative and the qualitative, the personal, uh, and the skills, and and trying to bring that forward in a way that it really maximizes the student's ability to to grow, and and as I said before, uh, put their learnings to work in in uh, in real time.
0: Excellent. I I mean I think that's a good jumping point to talking about your course specifically, Influence and Persuasion. Um, And and you've been doing it now into the fourth cohort. So uh, you just mentioned there's maybe been some changes, some evolution, um, which we always get feedback from individuals. And I'm sure all the faculty members are keeping a pulse on kind of what's relevant and what's not and adjusting to that as well, too. Um, in In its current form for the current accelerated MBA class. Can you give me your 30-second your elevator pitch about what influence and persuasion is all about?
1: So it's impact and influence and, impact and course, influence. yeah impact That's and influence and of course the purpose of those two words is to take us to the word you're using which is persuasion. So what we really want to be able to do is help the students understand that there is both an art and a science behind compelling people. And embedded in that starts with emotional intelligence. It starts with understanding our social styles understanding ourselves not for the for any sort of self-glorified reason but if we understand ourselves we can work towards self-regulation and with self-regulation we can work toward understanding others in a deep and meaningful way so that we can help influence them toward not just Uh, better helping them meet their goals and objectives, the organization's goals and objectives, but also being a positive source in terms of understanding that so much of business has always been, and I believe always will be, based on relationships. So the stronger relationship you can pull together, the stronger your ability to create calls to action. So that whether it is an employee, whether it is a client, whether it is someone to whom you are providing service, that you can build the relationship that's going to help you both move forward towards common objectives.
0: And and I guess, how how do you achieve that within Ivy's framework of the case method classroom environment?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, when we talk about uh, the case method, the case method is an extremely powerful pedagogical approach, pedagogical, so the way that we teach. Um, But it resides within, imagine, a larger umbrella. And that larger umbrella is called experiential or active learning. And so what we know is that cases and adults appreciate and learn quicker and in a more meaningful way when they are engaged. And so within Impact and Influence, we do use cases. We also use other experiential uh, approaches. So scenarios, role plays. We dig deep using reflection, uh, storytelling. Sharing, giving, and receiving feedback. So the whole course is, it's not, I mean, Ivy is not a lecture based, we are an engagement based uh, um, institution and academic um, approach that we take. But Case, along with these other active experiential ways of learning, is what allows people to take something that can be written on a piece of paper and make it part of their practice.
0: Now, Conceptually speaking, everyone, I won't say everyone because we do get some IVHBA graduates in the program, but many people have spent their entire education career outside of this case method approach to instruction, um, memorizing things, writing examinations. Um, and I guess one of the questions that students or future students ask and are always interested in knowing about it is how the heck does that get assessed? Mm. And, and how, do you, how do you determine when someone has developed the appropriate knowledge um, of the material or mastered a specific concept or idea?
1: No, absolutely. And I think I'm going to go back to this idea of experiential learning. One of the things that I ask students to do from day one uh, is to start with the question, what do you see? What do you hear? And how does that make you feel? now those are not usually the questions that you get in a business school and yet it is what we see it is what we hear that makes us feel to trust to build relationship to follow a leader and so that is really where we start we start with the competencies associated that we know that are both based on art and science about how and what people need to feel in order to follow leaders. And there is research around these topics. So we start with understanding what things are, but it isn't a memorization activity. Nicholas, right? It's not about rote learning. It's not about filling out a QA. It is then about enacting. And so we move into very quickly going from theory, best practices and literature, Um, literature into practice so our first class together we are up presenting multiple times and not presenting on sort of superficial things but we start with who you are we start with your ability to compel and we give and receive feedback throughout the program and that's where the words what do you see what do you hear and what do you feel really matter because you're hearing directly from your own classmates, whether you're having an impact, whether the way you're delivering a message has the gravitas that you want it to, whether it inspires action, whether it creates the intentionality to make a decision. And so it's a very relationship oriented course. And uh, in terms of how do we grade it, it's about growth. It is about growth. We level set from right the beginning, from the work that you're doing in the online work to what we do in class. We benchmark. We see where people are at on some really basic leadership communication competencies. And we seek to grow that and grow that over time. So what I'm looking for is not the person who comes in as the best Uh, person in front of a crowd, if they don't do any growth with that, if they don't challenge themselves, they're not learning. But even within the first two classes, we just finished a weekend in Toronto. And what we saw on Saturday compared to Friday That's how you make sense of how people improve, and that's how the grading is based, is that actual improvement.
0: That's great. Now, I I don't think you've responded to a question that I've given to you yet without mentioning students. And, and obviously that's what this is all about is is the individuals in the program and and their growth and and development and and so I've kind to kind of move to that direction a bit more. Um, you had already mentioned as well too kind of, the some of the eligibility requirements of the accelerated MBA for the, these are business and commerce students um, who have an undergraduate degree with prerequisite courses who've been applying that to their career. Um, but despite this requirement, the accelerated MBA cohorts have been quite diverse. Uh, the current cohort has 57 students. Uh, there are 25 different undergraduate institutions represented uh, from across Canada, internationally, uh, BBA programs from polytechnics in Canada. Uh, in that representation, uh, 52% of the cohort self identifies as female, making it the third year in a row to have gender balance that's used to more females in the program. Uh, There's 49 companies, over 18 different industries, including aviation, biotech, consumer packaged goods, consulting, uh, government, financial services, information technology, utilities, uh, to name a few of them. Um, I guess, why is it important to have that diversity in the class then for the work that you do in the class?
1: Well, what you're describing is the world of work. The world of work is growing ever more diverse, ever more global, spanning time zones, spanning skill sets. And so the more diversity that we have amongst our cohort, the more we're able to actually uh, create opportunities for growth. And growth comes in a lot of ways. We've been talking about what they learn about in a course. But the other part, of course, I think the magic of Ivy, one of the the things that we try to create is the relationship amongst the students. And the more diverse the students, the more opportunities they have to learn from one another, to see how skill sets can be used in different industries, to recognize that what works in their industry actually would fall completely flat in another to recognize that there are cultural differences. So a lot of the things that, and I use this line and I I mean it sincerely, we're teaching the Western way. We're not teaching the right way. There are many ways of engaging. And so this diversity allows us to not only meet our mission which is to prepare uh, leaders in a global context, training them in the way that is authentic, to Canada, but opening the world to our students because they can teach one another and they help us as faculty as well, learn about working in other cultures and other countries. And so there's a lot of co-creation of learning that happens in the Ivy classroom. Diversity bolsters that.
0: And and part of that diversity as well, too, are the roles and functions and titles that People have coming into the class in the different industries that they're in. With the Accelerated MBA program, generally we see the range of kind of those senior analysts, senior administrative roles to director roles. Some people who maybe early on in their careers have just skyrocketed to controller positions or AVP positions and things like that. Um, suffice to say, there are a lot of strong individuals in the program, which you mentioned. Maybe on the first day of class, they're willing to stand up and and uh, speak with a lot of confidence. Um, there's a lot of pretty impressive careers to date, um, as well as careers that are, you know, on the verge of probably moving quite quickly in a specific direction. Um, with that, and seeing it in 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 the classroom environment. It can probably be quite intimidating to be surrounded by this type of group of individual who's had the career sec- success to date. What are some of the fears that maybe you've seen when students first step into your class? And, and what advice would you give anyone considering the accelerated MBA and thinking about whether or not uh, they they have what it takes to kind of step into the classroom?
1: Well, one thing I think that we know as faculty is that, you know, the education, um, the approach uh, that Ivy takes doesn't start when students walk into the classroom. They start in the entire process of being accepted into Ivy. And so, again, there is an art and science to that. And I don't need to tell you about it because you're one of our key players that actually help us ensure that the individuals that come to Ivy are the people who belong at Ivy. And so that's one of the first messages that we always deliver as faculty is you're here because you belong here. And we will all have strengths and we will all have flat spots. And you see that right away. And I think that, uh, Ivy's entire approach is is focused on developing as leaders, right? I mean, if if people are coming to Ivy, they recognize that a a huge part of their trajectory is about who they are going to be as leaders. And part of being a leader is looking at character and recognizing that leaders with humility are often extremely... um, best poised to move forward it's not just courage and drive it is humility and so it's okay to come in with a fear that you might not know this as much as the person sitting beside you that's perfectly okay because what you'll realize very quickly is the person who's sitting beside you uh looks at you and says, wow, I can't do that as well. And so together we create an environment in the classes, through the academics, but also the entire pulsing of the program that everyone elevates. And after all, that's what good leaders do. They help everyone elevate, including themselves. And so everyone has a responsibility as a student uh, to not only have the humility to recognize they have a lot to learn, but the courage to share everything that they can offer everybody else. And I think we want to really nurture that in the classroom.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. You mentioned my role in that. One of the things that I always fear is that people self-select out of the process before there's that conversation about what alignment looks like and what success looks like uh in the program and and what those indicators are moving towards that. So uh it really is about who you will become as a leader and, and what point are you at in that process.
1: If I could just add on to that, I think is um, you know, it's a really strong commitment and belief of mine and I I I know at Ivy is that what we're looking at is the disposition to lead. And sometimes people have this image or this fear that they don't fit some predefined expectation of what a leader looks like and sounds like. And so when I talk to them about leadership, communication and presence, it's not about anybody else's presence. It's not about becoming someone else or practicing to look and sound like someone else. It's about elevating your own authentic Um, approach to leadership, recognizing there are best practices that we all adapt to, Um, but a great example I like to give is when I worked in Hong Kong and I will say to students, can you imagine me as a 26 year old um, working and and leading a team in Hong Kong, talking like this? How well do you think that would go over? And with a few giggles and a few jokes, they'll say, well, you know, I don't think that would go over very well because you'd probably be seen as as abrasive. And uh, I'm like, yeah, and I was. Right. And the fact is, I didn't know to look for those things, that leadership needs to be adaptable and versatile and flexible while still being authentic. And so I know myself and many of the other professors that teach, we bring our own personal stories of some successes, but I think the students appreciate the failures the most um, so that we can make it real, too, that, you know, we don't know. And we haven't always done what's right. But part of becoming a, a leader is is learning and experimenting. And Ivy is about creating a safe space so that people can grow. And I think the professors are part of that as well.
0: Well, Kanina, thank you for your time today and, and for sharing some insights on impact and influence <laughs> and the Accelerated MBA program. Are, are there any other parting words that you'd like to add?
1: I'd like to say how very proud I am to be part of this program and to be part of the team that that brings the program to life. And I think a lot of people don't realize how many folks at Ivy work in our program offices whether, you know, it's MSC or MBA and in this case AMBA. Um I used the word curated before and I I would like to just bring that back. This is a curated experience and engagement where a lot of people who care very much, not only about what they do, but what they can bring to the students, and then working collaboratively to try to really help the students along the way, whether it's on an academic front, whether it's helping them deal with some of the realities that they're going through in their life while they're going through the program, uh, and supporting all the way. And so, yeah, I'm thrilled to be here, loving this new cohort and uh, hope you are too, Nicholas.
0: Definitely, I am. And I'm already thinking ahead to to the future. I live in the future. But on on that note, thank you so much, Kanina, for, for your time today you. and uh, for all the work you do with all the students uh, across programs at, at Ivy Business School. Thank you.